And Father God, we pray together for Brother Moore and the services that he'll have in Tennessee, that they'll be good. There'll be a strong anointing. You'll give him good utterance and revelation will come. Strengthen him. Help him to say everything just how you would say it. Speak the very words. Your very words. Lord, help him to study, to know what you would want said, to minister to each and every person in that conference. Lord, we pray that every person that's supposed to be there will get there and they'll have ears to hear and hearts to understand and receive. And Lord, we pray that their ministries and their lives would grow and exceed and excel in every way from the Word spoken. And we thank You for it. And we give You praise in advance for every good thing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank You, Lord. And Lord, we pray over this service today. Lord, we come before You and we ask that You help us, Lord. Give us what You would have to say today, Lord. Not my ideas, not my, my concepts, but the very words of God, Lord. We're not looking to a man, we're looking to You. We humbly come before You. And we cast our cares away and we look to You for the answers today, Lord. And we receive by faith every good thing that You would give today. And and we put it in the good ground of our heart. And we purpose to be doers of every good thing that You show us today. And we thank You for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You can be seated. Thank You, Lord. Oh, He's a good God. Aren't you glad to serve our God? You know, you got people out there serving mean, mean, you call them gods, they're not even gods, they're just mean, and sticks of wood, and you know, you you got things, you got things going on out there, and and when they need prayer, they can't just go to Him. They, 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 They don't have a God they can go to. Burke Stressors, you mind if I tell that story? They called me Friday, Friday morning. Today's Sunday, right? So here we are. And uh, Wiley, it's their grandson, had uh, went just to have his wisdom teeth pulled. He had to have them pulled in the hospital, I'm assuming, for some reason. I don't know why you have to. I'm still wise. I have mine. (laughs) So, but uh, anyway, uh, during the surgery, somehow, I don't know that we've heard how or why, um, he quit breathing on his own and would not wake up. And uh, Miss Sally got the call and called me. And so I started, I called Miss Judy and, and I said, I'll pray. And they were already praying. And uh, by the time, I think, they got to the hospital, actually, or shortly after, he was breathing on his own and awake. And the last thing I said to her was, call me and let me know as soon as you see him breathing on his own and awake. We got a good God. We've got a good God. Amen? We, we, we don't have to sit around and wonder if He hears our prayers. We don't have to hope that maybe He'll hear our prayers. He's listening for us to pray. And then He's looking for us to stay. 
Amen? He, he doesn't just want you to pray. He wants you to pray and then remain in faith over that prayer. Amen? If you, you know, the fact is we can just start right there. Go to 1 John 5, verse 14. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. Amen? You, you know, and it's good to know that you can go to God and, and expect. Right? I mean... And, and we need to always know that because, because the world will try to talk you out of that. Religion will try to talk you out of that. You know, you, you could get somebody, a well-meaning brother in Christ, and say, well, you know, I've, I've prayed and sometimes God doesn't, just doesn't move. And, and that's just not true. I mean, I'm sorry that that's what their experience is, but that doesn't make God's Word less true. Amen? What it generally means is that somebody quit. Right? It says in 1 John 5.14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him. Right? If we ask. So first of all, if we ask. So people that don't pray and then wonder why God didn't do something. I just gave you your answer. You're good for the day. Right? You have not because you ask not. One, one of the requirements in prayer is that we ask. Whether it be for us whether it be for our brother and sister, but you've got to take it before the Lord in prayer. Amen? And you have to ask. And how do we ask? In faith. This is, um, I, I'm, I'm not very, I'm real simple, so when I ask you a question, it's going to have an easy answer. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> if I ask a question, it's got a really, really simple answer. Because, because I'm not that, I'm just not that complicated. I don't even have complication, actually. <laughs> it says, if we ask anything according to His will. And you know, a lot of people, they, they take that into a legalistic form, and they say, well, maybe it wasn't His will. Well, you should have known His will before you prayed. His will is in His Word. Amen? And His Word is what brings faith. So if you prayed before you knew His will, you couldn't have had faith because you didn't have His Word. Right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when we pray, we can know the will of God. It's not, we're not guessing if it's His will. Right? It says, it says that His will is to heal. It says His will is to prosper. His will is to bring peace. His will is to deliver. His will is very specific. Right? And, and better yet, it's, it's very good. Right? If, if you see something bad, then that's not His will. Right? It's never His will that anyone perish, be destroyed in any way, but that all be saved. Right? Saved means healed, prosperous, delivered. Saved, saved encompasses everything you could ever need from God. If you, got, if you got saved, you now have the ability to receive from God on the highest level. There's, there's nothing that He would withhold from you. Amen? And so, if, if we know His will, now we can be in faith. We can be in faith because now we're praying the will of God. And the next thing it says you have to know is that he, it, that he hears us. You need to know that it's His will. And in knowing His will, you can now have faith that He hears us. Amen? So it doesn't matter how quick you have to pray. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't, I, I got to get to where I'm going. I, I, I guarantee you the Burke stressors weren't thinking about getting down in their prayer closet. They were on their way to the hospital, but they were praying. Right. Amen? But, but that, that we, don't, we don't have a God that's legalistic. He says, bring me your heart. Right? Bring me your faith, and, and I'll work with what, according to your faith. 
Amen? Yeah. And, and it doesn't take a big, long prayer. And, and, and as we pray, we know He hears us. And then the next, the next verse says, And if we know... And, and there's a key because a lot of people wonder if He hears us. Right? You, if, if the devil tries to lie to you and say, For one second, the Lord didn't hear your prayer then immediately you know He did. Right? Because the Lord's not going to say, I didn't hear your prayer. Because if He says that, He heard it. Right? So, so you know it ain't the Lord. Because He's not going to tell you that He didn't hear your prayer. So the minute that comes into your head, say no. No, I know that the Lord here, and you've got to know in your heart that He is listening for your voice. You are His child. It'd be like if you have kids and they're in the other room. I don't care how lightly they say your name. I don't care how loud the TV's up and everything that's going on. Your kid says one word, and you'll hear it through the wall. God's got way bigger ears than we do. Amen? And He is faithful to listen for us. Faithful to listen, to hear what, what the, the, our prayers, that, that we, the things that are, that are on our heart that we bring to Him. He's a Father. He's a Father. Just like you would be so anxious to hear what your child has on their heart, He's more, and I don't use anxious, I guess, excited about that. To hear the things that, that His children have on their heart. Especially when, it, when it's, a, it's a prayer out of love. Amen. And so if if we know that if we know that he hears us, then we also know that we have the petitions desired of him. Amen. Now, how many have ever prayed and at the end of your prayer, you didn't see the petition you just asked for? Yeah. If you don't raise your hand, I'm going to say you're you got one heck of a prayer life. Amen. There's, there's many, many times that we pray for something that the minute we pray, we don't see the exact thing. But why? you know what? Does that mean it's not going to happen? But see, that's where the enemy gets in. That's where he gets in, and that's where he starts playing with your mind. That's where we have to stop him and say, no, I know that he heard me. And if I know that he heard me, I already have this. Not I'm going to have this, I already have this. Just like I was talking about the Lord will count an offering before you give it if it's already given in your heart. If you pray and you're in faith, you can count that done even before you see it. Amen? And if you count it done, then you're no longer anguishing or languishing. What's that word? Languishing over it. You're no longer, oh, Lord, when's that coming? Did you really hear me? Oh. And, and, and you know what? Another good sign that you know what's coming is the devil's trying to keep you from getting it. Another, you know, the devil shows his hand every time. If you're thinking, I want, if, you, if for one minute you think, I wonder if I'm going to get that. You know that's the devil because the Lord's not going to give you that thought. He's already told you, you are going to have that. Amen? If you've prayed according to His will, you're going to have those things that you've prayed. Amen? And so it's not a question of, of will we have it. It's a question of we do have it. And, and then it's just a question of us not quitting. The enemy is looking to get people to quit. That is his, that's his whole plan. If he can get you to quit, 
then you will not get what you want because you quit. You, in other words, if I quit walking right here and my oatmeal cookie was right over there, <laughs> I wouldn't be receiving it. Right? Oatmeal dream cookie. I don't really eat oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal dream cookies have chocolate in them. Don't make me a bunch of cookies. I don't need <laughs> Had plenty already today. Thank you, Lord. But if, if, if the promise, if the answer, if the petition, the answer is, is over there and we stop here, then we will never receive it. And not only will we not receive it, we'll tell people we didn't. Amen? Which, which is even worse. It's, it's bad enough to not get it, but then to teach that you didn't get it. People say, well, I wouldn't be teaching, I'd just be telling. If you tell enough people and one person believes you and takes on your doctrine, you now taught them. Amen? That's why he says we shouldn't many presume to be teachers, huh? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to teach things you don't know. And we don't want to teach error. We want to teach the truth of the Word of God. This is what the Word of God says. If I say anything different from this pulpit, then I'm speaking against the Word of God. You know, and people would get mad for, telling, for, for me telling people that when they pray, God's going to answer. You know, and they'd say, well, sure He's going to answer. Sometimes He says yes. Sometimes He says no. Sometimes He says maybe. And I say, well, show me that Scripture. You can't show me that Scripture because it's not in the Bible. That's a made-up Scripture from a made-up doctrine, Right? And it's a doctrine that the devil likes a whole bunch because he can keep you out of God's best many times by doing that. Amen? And so we have to be on guard against the enemy. Once you pray, then you be on guard. Why? Because the enemy's coming to steal that word. Jesus said that. Right? He, you know what did he say in the, in the garden? Was it in the garden? He said, watch and pray, lest you be tempted, or lest temptation come. And, and, or no, not unless temptation comes, so that you will avoid temptation. Temptation's coming. We better just look at the verse. We better just look at that verse. It's in. Uh, I have it here on my paper. Sure, it's in here. Uh, Matthew twenty-six forty-one. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people would like to pray and not be tempted, but you know what? That's not going to happen because unless you don't have flesh. You're, you're going to pray. The, 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 the difference is, is how hard is the temptation? If you know what you believe already, temptations aren't very big to you. Right? In other words, if you know that you believe you've already received this, the devil could tell you a thousand times that you haven't, and you really don't care. Right? You're going to say, well, the Word of God says I do. Right? And I'm going to go with the Word of God over the devil every time. Right? One's true and one's a liar and he's been a liar forever and one's been true forever. Amen? It says, uh, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. doesn't say we won't be tempted. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. But, but that's, why, that's, why the, that's why the Lord said guard. He said guard your heart. He said be on the guard. Be alert. Amen. Verse after verse. What did he say right there? Watch. He didn't just say pray. If all we would have needed to do was pray, he'd have said pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Right? But he said watch and pray. So you pray and then you stand guard. Then you stand guard. What What are you standing guard of? Over your faith. Over what you believe. Over that word. Amen? 
Because, because that seed is now sown, and it's sown in the good ground of your heart. If it's not sown in the good ground of your heart, it's going to be easily stolen. Amen? But when we believe it in our heart, then, it, then it's sown in the good ground, and it's not going to be stolen easy. And, and, and the key to this is, it, um, well, while I'm still talking, look up Luke 18.1. It is to stay on guard for these things. In other words, be alert... Because the devil don't have anything new, but he's been lulling us to sleep with all these old things. Right? If you listen to a thousand messages on what the devil says to get us to quit, everybody says the same thing. You know, maybe the Lord didn't hear you. Maybe it's not his will. He doesn't heal all the time. Right? I mean, there's nothing new. It's all old stuff. Even, even when people, if you talk to people that are in big trouble and they say, well, you don't understand, I'm in big trouble. In other words, nobody's ever been in bigger trouble than I'm in right now. <laughs> the biggest. Right? And if you believe that, then, then you're, you've, you've already quit in your heart. Right? And, 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 and those are words, those are last words of a faith person. Right? Because you're not going to be a faith person after those words. Oh, you just don't know the size of my problem. Famous last words of somebody who was, began in faith. Amen, and and, it's, and we we don't have a, a giving problem. We have a receiving problem. The giver is always good. Amen. And so when we pray, we want to not faint. Look at that Luke eighteen one. It says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always pray and not to faint. Now a lot of people have taken this verse. And they've decided that what he said was that you ought to pray and pray and pray and pray and ask and pray, pray, pray about the same thing. Ask him over and over and over again because then they look at the parable. But what he really said was that you ought to pray and then after you pray, you ought to not faint. In other words, if you're in faith, you should pray and then plan on not fainting. Plan on standing until prayer is sight. Amen? Why? Because you believe you receive. And if you've asked something according to His will, you're going to have those things that you've asked of Him. So in our prayer life, we can pray and, and then we can not faint. In other words, we can stand. Look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah. That's an interesting place for me to go, isn't it? Nehemiah. I read the whole book of Nehemiah twice this week. It was interesting. I was actually looking for something in prayer last week, and I was in Nehemiah, and God started showing me some stuff about Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah was a prayer. He was a prayer. God prayed about everything. I mean, he was in the middle of a battle or middle of a big deal, and he said, and we prayed, and then we did that. And I mean, he must have been praying while he, was, while he was getting his sword out. And, I mean, they didn't have a battle because he was on guard. You know, being on guard is not so that you can always be in a fight. It's so that you don't always have to fight. Right? You post guards to keep people out of your place, to keep things from happening. Right? You know, many times we put a certain person in uniform up in the lobby, and you know what? It'll stop people from thinking stupid a lot of times. It really does, you know? Sometimes they were thinking they might do one thing, and they see that uniform, they just don't do it. Right? It's like if you were thinking about speeding and there was a policeman behind you, you'd probably just not do it. Right? There, a guard is a deterrent to quitting or doing something dumb. Right? 
to, to attacking somebody you don't want to attack. Amen? And, and you know, in Nehemiah's case, uh, look at, uh, did I say what chapter? Four, uh, chapter 4 and verse 8. This is uh, where uh, Sanballat, if my name was Sanballat, be changing it. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know why, who would name you Sanballat. That they, and Tobiah, you know. Especially now, after reading this, I'd for sure change it. Those two were, those two were the enemy. Yeah. You know, it, a lot of times the enemy comes in different forms. Uh-huh. And, and in Nehemiah's case, right at this point, they were the enemy. That's right. You know, he, he, God put it in his heart to rebuild all the gates and all the walls of Jerusalem. And, and it was in, God put it in his heart to do this. And you could tell it was in his heart because he would not quit. I was looking at all the things that happened, and I said, I had to quit. These whiners, why are they whining again? I, I just quit. And, but Nehemiah didn't quit. Why? Because he had it in his heart that this is what God wanted him to do. And, that, and this was a good thing, and it was unto the Lord. And, and these two, cons- they were conspiring against all of them to, to, uh, to come and fight against Jerusalem to hinder the rebuilding of the wall and the gates. They, they, want, they, they were jealous. And they didn't want this thing of God to happen. It's just like you. You pray and ask God for something, and you start on your faith journey. And, and if you think that nothing's going to happen from here to the end of your faith journey, you're wrong. The enemy is going to try to get you to stop somewhere between here and there. Amen? Because if he can get you to quit, you'll never get what God already promised. It's already there. It's already there, and it's already ours. And, and, and Nehemiah had prayed in the very first chapter, and he had word. He said, Lord, remember what you told Moses? Remember how you told him if the people forsake him, then you'll forsake them? But if they return to him, if they'll return to him. And then he asked forgiveness for all the people and for himself. And, 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 and he had a word from God that if we return to you, you will receive us. And you'll help us with these things. And, and by that word, he was standing. And this is what kept him standing through the whole thing. This is, this is the word. And, 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 and when he would remind the people, he'd say, remember your mighty God. Amen. Don't quit. Remember your mighty God. Don't be afraid. Remember your mighty God. And that's, that, is, that is a perfect encouragement right there. When you're about to quit, the perfect thing somebody could say to you is, remember how big your God is. You know that song we sang? Remember how He saved you? How He turned you around, filled you with the Holy Ghost, healed your body? Remember He did that? He's the same God. He loves you just the same way that He always has, and He's never going to quit. Amen? His desire is for us to have these things. We're looking for His vision. His will is not just what He wants. It's His vision for your life. Amen? And in 4.8, it says, it says that the, they, they conspired against him. And uh, look at the NIV version so we can read it. <clears throat> it says, And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to stir up trouble against it. Why? So that they can hinder the, wall, hinder the Word of God from working. This is how you hinder the Word of God from working. And, but what has to happen is that the people have to get afraid and they have to say, Oh, maybe that wasn't God's will. You know, we wouldn't have had trouble if it was God's will. Boy, somebody should have told Paul that. Huh? He said, 
Silas, I don't know what we're doing in jail. We must have been out of God's will. No. <laughs> Paul was all, he was all over this stuff. But you know what? God was helping him through it every time. What, what was the enemy trying to do? Get him to quit? Maybe if I can show him there's enough trouble down the road, he won't go there. Wrong? Well, they say, don't go to Jerusalem. You're going to get beat up there. Guess where we're going, boys? <laughs> Paul was not afraid. Right? These people were going to stir up trouble and get this stopped. What did Nehemiah do in verse 9? He said, but we prayed to our God, and then we, went, then we slept. Oh, no. No, see, and that's so, so often that's where we miss it. We pray, but we forget to post a guard day and night. A guard. When we, when we pray over something, then the next thing we should do is post a guard. Amen. We've got a word, and, and, that, and we're not willing for the enemy to steal that word out of our heart because that word is what our faith is in. And if he can steal that word, then he can keep you from the promise. Amen. So, you, so we, we are to guard this word. Amen? What did, what did it say in, in Proverbs 4? 4, 423-ish. Ish. Look at 23, and if it's, not, if it's not close, we'll get to it. Yeah, right there. Look at that. I'm telling you what. It's all in there. It's all in there. Sharp, bright, good-looking. I have to add pretty because I am. It says above all else. Now, if you go to the verses above this, he talks about paying attention to his word. In other words, uh, he says, take that word and put it where? In the midst of your heart. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Amen? Why? Because it's life to those who find it and health to all your flesh. Why would the devil not want it there? Because it's life to those who find it and health to all your flesh. He's a bad devil. He doesn't do anything good. He hasn't changed and he's not going to. Amen? But we serve a good God who does good things and He hasn't changed and He's not going to. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And He says, above all else, guard your heart. What are you guarding? The Word you just put in there. Why is He saying that? Why is He telling us to guard our heart? Because that's where that Word is. And if we take one minute and step aside and sleep, you notice in, in Nehemiah, they didn't just post a, a guard when they thought the enemy was awake. They posted it day and night. Why? Because no sneak attacks when you post them day and night. No sneak attacks. It doesn't matter what the enemy thinks he had planned, that there is a greater weapon formed against him than the weapon he formed against us. There is no weapon that he can form against us that can prosper. Amen? And so as we believe God's Word and we put it in our heart and we keep it there, we keep it in the midst of our heart and, and we guard it. It says guard it, right? What, what version says guard it? NIV. The, the, the uh, King James says keep it. Keep it. And keep is not just a word that says, that's oh, mine. It, it, it's a stronger word than that. It's mine, 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 mine. <laughs> It is definitely like the seagulls in the clownfish, Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. That's, that's what keep it means. It means to put it in a place that it cannot be gotten to by the enemy. A place where you can protect it. If you put it anywhere else, the word cannot be protected in your head. 
You, you can fill your head with the... You can, you can memorize chapters of the Bible, but you cannot keep them in your head. The Word is only kept in your heart because that's where the love of God is. That's where your faith is. That's where you believe from. Everything you do for God that, that, has, that makes a difference in this earth will come from your heart. And so he says, guard this. Guard this with all diligence. In other words, above everything else that you do. So every morning when you wake up, you should check the guard on your heart. Every night when you go to bed, you up, be on guard. Right? Amen. Because, and, you, and you got your verse and you say, this is my verse. Just like Nehemiah, he said the Lord promised if we'd come back, he'd help us. And we're back. This is my word. And when, when, when they said this, he said, nah, I got my word and I'm going to post a guard too. I got my word and I'm posting guards. You know, a lot of people, they don't want to do the natural things. Well, we pray, you know. God will take care of it. Well, he will and sometimes he'll have you do something natural. Remember, Brother Moore was talking about that last week with Hezekiah. You know, he, he asked for healing. God said, sure, I'll heal you. He said, have him put this on the boil. Right? Okay, over here. <laughs> you know what? I don't like to go to the doctor any more than most of anybody. But you know what? They are a good and perfect gift. Thank God for the doctors. Thank God for researchers that are researching day in and day out to find cures for some of these awful things that are happening to people. Nobody ever found anything by accident or by the devil helping them. Right? If you got out of the hospital, it wasn't because the devil helped the doctor. Because right? he doesn't care about you. And he's not going to help get you well ever. And people say, well, he had a plan. He wanted him to get me out and keep me well so I could go out and hurt somebody else. No! He does, he, he's not that smart, first of all. And second of all, he, he hates you too much to do that. He's a hater. God's a lover. Thank God we serve the lover. Amen? And, and, and Nehemiah, he said, we prayed to God. First thing, first thing we should always do, it should never be our afterthought. Oh, I guess we better pray. How many times have you guys said that? And don't raise your hand. I'll just raise mine. You know, be talking to somebody and see things going downhill. Man, we better pray. What were we waiting for? Yeah. What? What, what was our plan that was going to be so good that it was better than what God might do? Right? Or were we proving to God that we could do it without Him? Because we're not. We're not good at it at all. How many of you ever tried doing something without God? Right? You know, if you were a success at doing something without God, you were still a failure because it could have been so much greater. Right? The things we do... Uh, that, that we that we seek God for, they've got eternal value. The things you do on your own, they, they won't even leave this earth. They won't even leave your house most of the time. Amen? The things we do for God, the things we do out of love, the things we do in faith, those are eternal. They last forever. You know, there's stories that are told today about ministries that are no longer even on the earth that still affect people's lives. You know, it's people still getting saved by, by ministers that have left this earth years and years ago. There's still people getting healed watching Brother Hagen's videos. Amen. Right? Why? They're eternal. 
The, the, the anointing doesn't leave those. Right? The, the love, the faith, it, it doesn't leave those. Why? It started eternal. It, di- it didn't start out that, well, maybe this will become eternal. Once it was spoken in faith out of love, it, it became eternal, incorruptible. And it, and it could not be taken out of this earth. And, and we need to remember those things because they're out there for us. Amen? And, and if God ever healed you because you believed one of His words, that same word works. I, have to, I used to have this one video that I watched. Oh, this was years ago. It was like back in the late 80s, early 90s. But whenever I would feel sick at all, if I felt any symptoms, I'd put this video on and I'd wake up better. Why? Because I had faith in what was being said in that video and there was an anointing on it. You know, people are always looking for something new. You don't need anything new. God's Word's been here forever. It's as old as it can get and as new as it'll ever be. Amen? It's as good as it gets. It's the gooderest stuff in the world. Amen? Thank you, Lord. But sometimes He'll say, do something natural. Sometimes when we inquire of the Lord, but just because He says, go this direction, and you don't like it, doesn't mean it's not the Lord. Right? It would have probably been easier for Nehemiah not to post guards because the less guards he had, the more people that could have been working. You know, at one point in this story, they had people carrying buckets with one hand, carrying a spear and a sword in the other hand. Now that's protecting your faith right there. We're going to build this wall and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I got a bucket here and a sword here. What are you going to do? And sometimes we need to do that. I don't care if you're at work. Grab hold of it. Say, I got my sword right here and I'm going to work over here and you ain't taking my word. I got the word of God on this and I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to make it through this. I am an overcomer. That's what I do. I overcome. Amen? And if you're going to get to everything that God has for you, you're going to overcome. And you're going to be tempted to fail, but you're not going to take the temptations. Right? You know, it, it, the Lord has designed everything in His Word for us to work in our behalf. Right? A lot of people see some of these words and they think, man, I don't know. God did that to them. I don't know what He's going to do. You know, people look at like when the children of Israel went out into the wilderness, they say, man, that's rough. Their next option was dying. Wilderness, die. God had mercy on them sending them into the wilderness. The wilderness was the mercy of God. In the wilderness, their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. They were still healed every day. Right? Until they did something wrong, then they had to have the snake on the post. But, you know, the thing is, is they, he, he provided for them. In the wilderness, it was the mercy of God. They couldn't go into the land. It wasn't that it wasn't that He didn't want them to. They could not. They would not overcome. They would not do what it took to get there. The, the Word of God is our success story. Amen? If you see something in there that's holding you back, you're looking at it wrong. God's not holding us back from anything. He's pushing us forward to do better and to do more than we've ever done before, to have the things that Jesus bought and bought for us on the cross and when He was raised from the dead. He wants us to have those things. He gave a great price so that we could have them. Amen? He gave everything so that we could have them. He's not keeping them back from us. He's saying, do this, don't quit, and you'll have. 
Amen? Pray, don't faint, receive. And, 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 and if you pray here and you start this way, don't quitting happens all the way to there, but receiving started here. You already received before you started. Amen? If you didn't receive, you won't start. That's why he says believe you have received. Because if you don't believe you have received, you won't press for the goal. You won't go for what he, what he has for you because you don't believe you've received it anyway. You're still in question. People are in question. They quit to temptations. See, that's, that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to get you to question whether it really is, will happen. He'll, he'll go as far as to try to really question if you're a Christian at that point. You sure you know God? You know what you were just thinking just about an hour ago. That's not like somebody that knows God. You know what you should say? And he said, no, it's somebody like you. You need to get out of here because I don't think that way. Right? He, he is so blatant and it, it, it always amazes me when I don't see what he's doing because it's the same thing over and over again. And you have to go to God and you have to say, God, I'm so sorry. I, I, he, he did that to me again. God says, I know, I told you. I still love you. Got mercy for you. Tell him to get out of there. Amen? God has a perfect plan for us. But we have to be, not only do we have to pray, we have to, we'll go to uh, 2 Peter. I think so. No, 1 Peter. I'm sorry. 1 Peter. 1 Peter. While you're on your way there, I'll I'll go to Psalm 27, 13. Put Psalm 27, 13 on, everybody knows it. Put it in the uh, King James. It said, I had fainted, I had fainted, unless. In other words, you could faint, or you could believe the Word of God. You could believe to see the goodness of God. You could believe what God said. You could believe that He'll act on the prayer you pray. David, in, a, in verses above this, prayed, uh, deliver me. You know, he said, keep me from my enemies. And then at the end of this verse, he says, I'd have fainted, but I'm believing, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, I receive what I prayed. He's going to keep me. He's going to protect me. He's going to deliver me. He's going to make my enemies uh, be overthrown. I will overcome. What's he saying? I would have fainted unless I believed this. Unless you believe the word of God, you will too. How many have, how many have started? How many have fainted before? Okay. <laughs> if you haven't, praise God for you. Come on up. No. We can, you can either come teach or repent. I don't know which. <laughs> I, I would have had to repent because I fainted. I, I've prayed and I've asked God for something I knew was His will and then got talked out of it by something stupid that I knew better then. Thank God that He lets you go back and get those things. Amen? And, and, and I'm thankful that, that he teaches us not to faint. Because if we faint, we won't receive. Why? Because you can't faint and believe. Right? There's no such thing as I fainted, but I still believe. No, you fainted. Fainting is another word for quit. You're not even trying to believe at that point. And that's what the enemy's trying to get you to do. That's why in Nehemiah, they were, they were raising trouble. They were stirring up trouble. In other words, they hadn't done anything. They were just threatening to do something. And he said, we posted guards against this threat. What was it? It was a threat. The devil's threatening to take something, threatening to hinder you. He's threatening to make you sick. A symptom is not sickness. A symptom is a threat to make you sick. Right? 
Symptoms are no more than your body fighting off something that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right? I mean, when you get a scratchy throat, it's not the, that's not the sickness making it scratchy. That's your body making it scratchy trying to get rid of the sickness. Right? I'm pretty sure that's right. I'm a professor. You should trust me. I watched that on a special one time, actually, so I do know that's right. I flip channels a lot. But, we, but when we believe to see the goodness of God, you don't let go of that. In other words, that's I prayed and I won't faint. I always pray and I won't faint. And what's he saying when he said I'll always pray? He said always pray means pray in every circumstance under every circumstance. In other words, don't, don't wait until, well, maybe we ought to pray. It's looking pretty bad now. Maybe we ought to pray. Has it come to that? We've got to pray? No, we we don't want to. We don't want to wait till it's come to that. We want prayer because if you put prayer first place in your life, really what you did was you put God first place in your life. You put His Word first place in your life. In other words, you didn't think of something else or a way out on your own. You said, "I don't even want my own way out. If I could get out of this, I don't want to get out of it on my own. I want the Lord to get me out because when He gets you out, you are free indeed." Amen. And so if we, don't, if, if we believe the goodness, to see the goodness of God every day when you wake up and somebody says, what are you going to do today? I'm going to see the goodness of God. How do you know? Because he told me. Right? And, and we believe that every day. I mean, people say, people all, I mean, their fa- the favorite thing is I'm blessed and highly favored. And yes, you are. But what, what are you going to do today? You're going to see the goodness of God. And, and you know what? The only way you won't see it is if you're not looking for it. Right? Because you get people all the time say, how's it going today? Oh, not that great. You're not looking right. You're not looking right. You're, you're sitting there. You answered me, first of all. It's going pretty good. Right? You're not dead. You, you hadn't left the earth yet. Although if you're a Christian, I guess it would be going really good. But needless to say, you're still breathing air. It's not going that bad. You know, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. You're going to believe to see the goodness of God. Amen? God's got a good plan. We just have to stick with His Word. We have to stay on it. It's not just about praying. It's about praying and then guarding our hearts, guarding our lives, guarding our mouths. What does it say in Proverbs 4? Guard your mouth. Guard your steps. Guard, what, what do you guard? You're guarding everything that would keep you out of, of, of doing His will and, and keeping your heart. In other words, if I start speaking wrong words, what do I do? I open the door so the devil can come in and steal that word that was in my heart. If I start walking a different direction, then God showed me to walk. There was a place in Nehemiah where they sent a false prophet. They hired Sanballat and Tobiah, those two that need to change their names. They hired a false prophet. They sent him to to tell him that somebody was coming to kill him. He needed to leave. And you know what? He had been on guard so well that he he caught it right off the bat. He Yeah, it's a prophet, but he's a false prophet. He was paid to say something that's not true. Because why? Because it doesn't line up with the Word of God that I already have. Amen? And he didn't listen to that. Why? He immediately caught it for what it was. When we stay on guard, when we post a guard at the door of our heart, the Holy Ghost knows. Right? The Lord knows you better than you know you. And when you post that guard, on the, He can't just come in and begin taking things out of your heart. It's your Word. Amen? It's what God said to me. And I'm not letting it go. Glory to God. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. We have to put God first. 
You know, this, this is one of the things that sometimes we think we do, but, but, but then we pray after we thought it out real good. Right? Don't, don't let your thought life enter into too many of these things because your head's not going to give you good ideas. Right? Every good idea you ever had came from your heart. And it came from God's Word. And it came from what's right. You know, somebody that doesn't know God has a good idea, it's still something he heard out of the Bible. I had somebody tell me one time that really didn't believe in God that much. They said, well, but the Ten Commandments are a good idea. So in other words, he's following the Ten Commandments. Hadn't killed anybody today. Hadn't lied. You know, that's great. And, and, and if they do those things, that's great. That there's some moral value to it, but there's no eternal value to it. I mean, that won't get you into heaven. Right? I don't know where I was with that story, but... Put God first is what I'm saying. You put God first. You put His Word first. You pray first. You go to Him first. You seek answers from where answers are. This is what this verse is saying. It's saying, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. In other words, put yourself right under Him. Pray first. Go to Him first. Seek His Word first. Seek His way first. Why? Why? Because that's humbling. You're saying, I don't have the answer, but I know who does. I know who does, and that's who I'm going to. I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. What, what, did, what did Nehemiah kept saying? Remember your mighty God. Remember your mighty God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand. He didn't say humble, but that's what he's saying. Humbly, stay, stay where you are. You're in a good place. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He'll exalt you in due time. He'll take care of it. He'll put you where you need to be. He'll have you overcome. Amen? That, that's, uh, praying first is humility. It's saying, you're my God. You're who I look to. You're my source. I'm not looking to my strength. I don't even have any strength compared to your strength. And I'm going to you for this answer. And when we go to Him for this answer, He'll exalt us in due time. Amen? Verse 7. Casting all your cares upon Him. What's He saying? Know that I love you. If you know God loves you, you will be less likely to quit. Right? People that know and trust. Why? Because... God's not, God doesn't let people down that He loves. He's never let one person down, ever, because He loves us all. And if you know He loves you, then you can cast that care onto Him, and then you know He'll take care of it. You, you don't even have to worry about it anymore. Why? God's got this. You've already humbled yourself under Him, and, 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 you, and, and now you put, it, you put everything on Him. In other words, all my trust is in you. I don't have a backup plan. There's no plan B. I didn't go, you know, like some of the kings used to do. They used to go make deals with other armies. And every time they did it, they got in trouble. Why? Because they put God here when he needed to be here. Right? Right? He even told Asa that. He said, because you went to the other kings and made a covenant, he said, now you're going to have problems the rest of your your days. And he got mad and and went, went south from there. You know how quitting starts? Offense. Right? Well, he could have just said, oh, Lord, I, I made a mistake. I am so sorry. I repent. And he could have been right back where he was. Instead, he got mad. Got mad. And was mean to the guy that said it. What do they say? Don't, don't, don't uh, kill the messenger. Yeah, you know, but he got mad at that guy and got offended. Offense is the, one of the main ways in the body of Christ that, got, that the devil gets people to quit. People quit the church, first of all, by, because they're offended. Right? And then they say, well, I don't like the way that's going. I'm, I must be supposed to go to another church. Why? So you can not like it over there? Well, what are you taking to them? You know, you'd be better off to get things right here before you left or right there before you came. Right? All you're doing is taking your offense somewhere that they don't need it. 
Right? Yes, right? I mean, you know, we don't have to have offense. We, we have the power of forgiveness. We have the power of forgiveness. We have been forgiven. Therefore, we can forgive on the same level that we were forgiven. If that's true, you can walk through this life totally unoffended forever. And you'll never quit. You'll always walk because that's what's the devil going to do? If he knows he can offend you and you're on your way to your, your answered prayer and you start walking, he just, he just gets somebody to say one word to you. Oh, that's not true. I don't believe that and I never will believe it. I don't know why you'd even say it. I don't like you or where you go to church. I'm not going anywhere near you. There's 5,000 other churches there. I can go to any one of them, be part of them, leave today. I can sing on the choir. I can be on the parking lot. I can be the usher. I can do all of it. <laughs> Tell me what I can be. Next thing you know, you're over at church saying the same thing. Why? Because if you can be offended, you're going to get offended. Right? As great as I am, you'd be offended at something I said, and I'm great. I'm just telling you, I'm just easy to love. You just love me. No. <laughs> Sometimes I might say something stupid. <laughs> Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Cast your cares upon Him. Why? Because He cares for you. You're not just casting your cares upon Him because He'll take them, because He cares for you. In other words, He cares about your cares. He cares about you. So you cast your cares over on Him. And then in verse 8, then after you've done all this, what's He saying? It's not over. You know, you'd like to think, well, I just cast my cares. I don't, I don't even have to think anymore. Wrong. You got the Word of God in your heart and the enemy wants it. Why? Because that's how he gets you to lose. And if he can get you to lose, he can get thousands of others to lose. That's what he sees in his mind. If I, can, if I can form a genealogy of quitters. Let's, we don't want that. Well, you know, I was thinking about the, the testimony she was given about the car. He, that's, that's, that's forming a generation of faith. A generation that, that's believed for this and sown for this and watched God work in this. And now, and now their children have seen God work and, and bring this in. And, and it was God. It couldn't have happened another way. And, there, and this, is, this is how you form non-quitters. Why? Because they've seen the goodness of God. And they're going to believe to see more. Because you know what? The goodness of God just perpetuates. It just keeps going and going. If it got as good, if you couldn't stand it anymore, where you just, every time you made a move, you had to dance because He'd been so good for you. And then you'd look up and He was even gooder than that. You can't measure the goodness of God. It's immeasurable. But after you've put him first and you've cast all your care, what do you got to be sober and vigilant about? First of all, letting that care come back. Right? How many have ever took, taken your care back? Well, as Brother Moore said, and I think Brother Taken before him, if, if you got the care, God doesn't. If God has it, you don't. You don't share the care. Right? You, you can't share the care. Right? You can share it with a buddy. They may take some of your care. Oh, I really care. Good news is they can leave. Right? Oh, I'm so sorry. See ya. <laughs> be, be warm and filled. <laughs> the reason that you're sober and vigilant, the reason... Look, look at that in the NIV so we have real words. Well, you know, in this day and time, sober doesn't mean self-control. Right? 
Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Be self-controlled and alert. In other words, be on guard. Be on guard because you have an enemy. And your enemy, the devil... Now, who's the enemy? The devil. Right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What's he coming to steal? The word out of your heart. Why? So he can kill your dream. Right? He can kill your faith. Right? And he can destroy your life. Right? And that, that's what he's looking to do. That's what the thief does. Don't, and we don't. And see, we've got doctrines that, that promote that to God. Now, God's never stealed, killed, or destroyed. Amen? Be self-controlled and alert because you have an enemy. Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Did you know, I was watching wildlife. You guys ever watch those wildlife, gone, gone mad or whatever they're called? Huh? We were watching a crocodile the other day. You guys ever watch a crocodile? You know how he eats? Bad decisions. He eats by bad decisions. You see this this this, this uh, wild boar, and he comes to the edge of the water, and he just he just want to drink. Bad decision, huh? Bad decision. Why? Because there was an enemy in that water looking for whom he may devour. When you pray and you cast your care on the Lord, the next thing you do is you listen for the, for the voice of God to tell you which way to go, what to do. Do I need to post a guard here? Do I need to build this gate first? What do I need to do? Have I opened a door somewhere that needs shut? But once you shut it, quit entertaining those questions. You've got too many people saying, what do I need to do now? Stand. What, what, what else do I need to do? Stand. Right? Stand. How's the person standing dressed? Full armor. Full armor. That's exactly right. What's he say? He said, go, oh, go to Ephesians 6. We'll come back to this maybe. Maybe not. Ephesians 6, what is it? Like verse something? I got it here. It's in my Bible too. I can find it. Ephesians 6, 11. Go, I go to 10 actually so you can see stand. Put on the whole armor of God. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's a good verse too. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Keep going. Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. But in other words, this isn't going to stop. You know, I know people are looking for a day where you know, you know, it's like I just need to rest my faith. I'm tired of believing. You know, we don't want to get tired of believing because that's how we live. The just shall live by faith. That's like getting tired. I don't want to breathe anymore. I'm just so tired of sucking Arian. <gasps> oh, that's just difficult. <laughs> I mean, when, when you get tired of walking by faith, you're actually tired of living at that point. Why? Because the just live by faith. Right? I'm tired of my heart beating. It just needs, it needs a rest. I need that heart to quit for about 30 minutes. Guess what? You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. It says, put on the whole that you may stand against the walls of the devil. The devil is going to try and trip you up. Right? And he's a singular devil and he can't be everywhere at one time. So if he's tripping you up, he's got some imp trying to tip, trip me up. He's got one of his low soldiers. I don't know. And then he's got your own head. You know the first person we should check when it says, don't let any man beguile you? 
is go look in the mirror. Say, I am tired of you beguiling me. I know that the Word of God is true, and you're going to believe it. Your enticing words and your mind are going to quit playing a game in this. In this, you you got no place here. You know what? Nine out of ten times, it's you that you're fighting. Say so the enemy's just been on me and on me and on me. No, it's not the enemy. It's your brain, right? Well, you're you're judging by what you've seen, what you've experienced, everything else except the Word of God. I don't see how that money could come in. I've been, I'm as low as I can go and the bank's going to kick me out tomorrow. I don't see how that could possibly happen. That's when you go to the mirror and say, shut up. You shut up. Right? Talk to yourself. You're beguiling yourself. Next thing you'll say is, you know, maybe God doesn't want me to live in this house. You know what? I bet God's wanting me to live in a box <laughs> to, the, to the glory of God. We can talk ourselves into anything. Huh? You can talk yourself into 12 donuts when you ought to eat one. <clears throat> I'm just, I, I don't know, the, I don't have any experience there. As far as you know. <clears throat> Put on the full armor of God that you may stand, be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In other words, there is a way to stand. There is a way. You know what? You can carry your bucket and your sword in one hand if you have to. You you can take that verse, put it on a put it on a on a piece of paper, stick it in your pocket, and every time your mind thinks something else, say, "Oh no, mind you're wrong." Yep. You you know what? You've got the word of God. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. And and you know that's why that's why in Deuteronomy and Exodus and many places it said, "Put it in your heart. Put it on, put it in your mind. Put it on your neck." You know, put it, write it on your door frames. Why? Because He doesn't want you to see something else. Right? You want to see the Word of God. Why? Because then you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 10, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rules of the, rulers of the darkness. This is what's coming against you. This is the wiles of the devil. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. And this all sounds really big because it's written that way. But these aren't hard things. Jesus defeated every one of them. These are defeated foes. Amen? Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. So what, what, what are you doing? You're, you're, you, want, you want to stand. So you now you take on the full armor of God. Why? So that you'll be able to stand, withstand, in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand, stand therefore. Yeah. Verse 14. Stand therefore, and how do you stand therefore? You stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth. In other words, I got the word of God. It is true. You can't talk me out of it. I'm not going anywhere. And and it is on me. It's on me. It's in me. And you can't get rid of it. Why? I'm standing guard. What do you what do you need to stand guard? You better put your better put your armor on. Better put your armor on. You're gonna stand guard? We got too many people standing guard half half dressed. Right? First of all, you shouldn't even be out half-dressed. <laughs> but you for sure do not want to stand against the wiles of the devil half-dressed. Amen? You want your, your loins girt about with truth. And you must have... You cannot stand against the devil without the breastplate of righteousness. Amen? You must have it. And these are, these are your guard... This is your guard uniform. This is a uniform for a guard. 
He's going to protect that word. There's no way the devil gets past that breastplate to get to my word. Right? He, there's no way. And then, and then in 15, your feet shod with the preparation of the... In other words, you're ready to speak the word just like that. Ready in season now. Right. Something comes against you, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah I'm healed. How healed am I? Yeah, he's, the, he's the Lord that healeth me. And I'm so healed that Jesus healed me 2,000 years ago. I've been healed longer than you've been around. Healed. Glory to God. And, and, and we're ready to speak the gospel of peace, the gospel of wholeness. Peace isn't just a lack of turmoil. It's a lack of missing anything. And you're speaking that good news that I'm not missing a thing. I'm prepared to tell you how much I'm not missing. Right? I am fully in, engulfed in the good things of God. I have the breastplate, I have the righteousness, I have his goodness, I have his peace, I'm saved, I'm walking, I'm, I'm living by faith. Amen? And I'm prepared to do it. Amen? Verse 16, above all, take the shield of faith. Why? Because the devil ain't going to quit firing just because you got your armor on. Right? He, he's a persistent cuss, as Brother Hagin used to say. But he's not going to quit just because you got your armor on. But it doesn't matter how much you shoot if you don't hit anything. Right? Shoot all day. Boom. Here's your dart. Right? Darts that, darts that, that, are, that are shot into a shield, have, they make no difference. In other words, a temptation brought against you that cannot overcome the Word of God in you makes no difference in your life. It's the temptations that we allow to overcome the word that we already had that change our life. But better yet, it's the word of God that we allow to overcome every temptation that will change your life forever. Amen? It's able to, fire, to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17, And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Put on your hat, grab your sword. you got your sword right here every day. You grab your sword and you carry your bucket. Huh? And ain't nobody. The thing is, is you're you're not you're not just existing. You're preventing. When we walk that way, the devil begins to leave you alone. Think about the crocodile. He he had to wait for somebody he could have. The the lions the same way. Lions don't go after the fast gazelle. Why? They can't catch him. They wait for a bad mistake. For you're right. They wait for you to make a bad decision, for you to walk off, to you to say the wrong thing, walk the wrong way. They're looking for somebody that's not where God wants them. We don't have to be there. We have the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. What word? The word that you heard, the word that's in your heart, the word that you confess, the word that brought faith. That's the word we have. And we can overcome all things. I don't care what you're going through today. You may think there's nobody else going through what I'm going through in here today. You know, somebody's went through what you're going through right now. And guess what? They're here. And guess what? You're going to be here. Why? Because the Word of God is more true than what you're going through. Amen? And if you'll hold on to this Word, you will win. It's an, it's an automatic. No quit, always win. Verse 18. Praying always. What'd you, what, why did you put on all this armor? You're supposed to pray in your armor, right? 
your armor was put on you, and now you pray. He didn't say fight. He said pray. He said put on all this armor, quench the fiery darts, and now I want you to pray. Seemed like it'd be easier to pray without armor on. No, would it have been easier to carry that bucket without a sword? Sure it would have been. You'd had two hands. But with the sword, you were protected against anything coming against that bucket. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God's, God's got a way to do everything, and, and we can escape all the temptations of the devil. We don't have to give in to any of them. Amen? It says praying at all times. What, what are you doing? You're putting him first place again. You put on all the armor. Now you're the guard. Now you put him first place. He's first place in your life. You're praying always with all prayer, all supplications, in the Spirit, and watching. What do you get? You're in your armor, you're praying, and you're watching what? You're not taking my word. You're not taking their word. You're, if, if I have anything to say about it, you'll never get one word out of any person I ever know. I'm going to pray for me. I'm going to pray for, my, for the saints. What's he say? Perseverance and all supplication for all the saints? What's he saying? This, this is how you stand. This is how we live. In other words, when we get tired of praying, believing, and, and standing, then we better be leaving. Right? Right? We get better. Get tired of praying, believing, and standing. Your next choice is leaving. Because this is how we live. This is what God has for us. He said, he said to live this way. He said to stay this way all the days of your life. Don't believe other things that are going on. Stay, stay hooked with what His vision is for your life. Go back, go back to uh, Psalm 27. Put it up on the board, 27, 13. What's he really saying? He's saying, every day put on your armor and believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Believe to see that word he put in your heart 15 years ago that said, I'll always be there for you. I'll never forsake you. I'm the Lord that healeth you. Whatever word that is that he put in your heart, it's still there. Sometimes it gets covered up. And if if the devil tried to steal it, get it back from him. It's not his. That's your word. That's your word. I remember when I was, I think, eight or nine years old, my mom said, here's your healing verse. And I said, what's that? And she said, 1 Peter 2.24. She said, she said um, by his stripes, you were healed. He said, that's your, that's your healing verse. And so if sickness came, she said, speak your healing verse. Speak your healing verse. And you know, back then it didn't mean all that much to me except for I knew that it was the word of God. And she said it would work. And I trusted in her faith in God. And in trusting in her faith in God, that got me through a multitude of things. You know, you know what? I never missed a day of school between 7th and 12th grade. I mean, legally. <laughs> I mean, that's that. And I mean, I, in other words, I was, never, I was not sick 7th through 12th grade. Why? I had a verse. I had a verse. And you know what? God had mercy on me because I wasn't always being smart. But I had a verse. I had a verse and I also knew God was good. My mom taught me God was good. And so no matter what I had done, there was forgiveness and His Word always worked. Amen? He's not looking to have to forgive you every day, but He has more than enough forgiveness. And if you purpose in your heart to sin, you can. Right? And I'm sure there were days I woke up in purpose to. 
but there was a day where I purposed not to anymore because his word was too real. My God was too good. Amen? And, And my salvation was too sure. And now we can wake up and we don't have to stand up with me. We don't, have to, we don't have to have our words stolen. We don't have to be sick. We don't have to be broke. We don't have to be in turmoil. We can be at peace. We can have the things that our faith is believing for. Amen. If you're believing for healing, you don't have to sit and say, I wonder if I'll get it. You don't wonder. You have it. Amen. We're not wondering if we got anything. We're having it. Amen. If you came in here today and you had doubts, get rid of those doubts. Doubts, doubts are, the, are, the, are, are what the devil's trying to use to get you to quit. Right? Can I, can I get them to quit believing for healing? Can I get them to quit believing for their husband? Can I get them to quit believing for their wife? Can I get them to quit their children? Can I get them to quit believing me for finances? Can, what can I get them? If you've got the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit... If you've got your full armor, you're on guard. Anything that he brings against you. When you see that crocodile swimming up, you're, you're drinking water, but you're looking up all the time. And you see that crocodile coming over, you don't wait till he snaps those jaws to get out of there. You back up. You know what the good news is? The little baby gazelle and the pig got missed. I made Kim watch it with me. So the devil's not even that good at what he does. Amen? We're not going to be next on the list of quitters. We're going to be next on the list of overcomers. We're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, wearing the full armor of God. We'll stand in the day and we'll come out overcomers. Amen? You got a song, Susan? I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord, I do. Yeah.